0: You are listening to the Two and Out CFL Podcast. A proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: Catastrophic at this point. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Catastrophic. 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 Oh my. Yeah.
0: Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out. And they do. Every week, Travis Kura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian tie Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Brazilian Tie. I think we got to do review time again. Uh-oh. You this know what? Good. They're both uh, positive. They're, are,
1: are are these people drunk?
0: <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> there's a very real possibility, uh, <laughs> but, but that's okay. Joe Balineski <laughs> finally left okay. us a review five years into oh. this thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we can just breeze over that one and go on to the next one.
0: <laughs> he gives us five stars. The title of okay. the review, six-star podcast. If I could give it six stars, I would. It's the best podcast on the Alberta Podcast Network, not named Eskimo Empire. Wait. (laughs) Just because the guy runs a half marathon, just because he crushes us on fantasy. Well, he crushes you. (laughs) He does throw a good tailgate, though. I'll give him that. Unreal. (laughs) Klondike. Chi leaves a five-star review. Chai, Chi, C-H-I.
1: I'm going to let you just run with whatever (laughs) pronunciation you want.
0: (laughs) It is titled CFL Stuff. Great unbiased show on the CFL. I enjoy the sarcastic wit. Tyrell, what are your thoughts on the Calgary Stampeders? (laughs)
1: I'm pretty sure we all know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where the unbiased thing comes in.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think we're going to have a uh, a sadness from Brazilian Tide today due to a certain bias. I know you're you're not looking forward to talking about that, are you, buddy?
1: It depends on what bias we're talking about. Okay.
0: (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about, so let's get there. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click CFLFantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. And of course, we encourage you to leave uh, reviews anywhere and uh, ratings, things like that. These were on uh, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Uh, Where those reviews are We got 76 ratings on there And I think only one of them is one star So I think we're doing okay, Ty
1: Yeah, it's the guy that said we weren't funny
0: (laughs) And that was actually pretty recent too (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: really recent
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, let's start the show with some trivia Ty, Mm -hmm. uh, two teams in the Canadian Football League Do not have a receiver on pace for 1,000 yards who are they? Oh,
1: Montreal, I'm going to guess, because everybody keeps getting hurt and missing games.
0: Yep, that's one. And
1: I really want to say Toronto, but Darrell Walker and SJ Green are there. I'm going to say Winnipeg, because Lucky Whitehead is their leading receiver, and it's not pretty.
0: It's Winnipeg.
1: Bam. And it's about to get a whole lot worse passing-wise.
0: <laughs> Toronto actually has uh, Durrell Walker and Armani Edwards on pace for 1,000. S.J. Mm-hmm. Green is not on pace for 1,000 yards. But the Bombers, for a first-place team, that's a bit surprising.
1: Yeah. A little bit, but they spread the ball out a ton, and Andrew Harris gets a lot of a lot of uh touches out of the backfield um you do realize when you ask me questions like this about the the current season that i look at stats four times a week right
0: yeah that's why i kind of expect you to (laughs) sort of know or make an educated guess i will stump you that's fair
1: well my my original guess i like when i read it i'm like oh that's that's gonna be it has to be toronto because they're just so bad but uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson has been throwing for eight, a lot of yards. They just haven't been scoring.
0: Those Winnipeg Blue Bombers are in Edmonton for Friday Night Football. The Eskimos mm-hmm. are six-and-a-half-point favorites. So let's start with the Bombers. On Monday, they kind of gave us an update on Matt Nichols, as much as Mike O'Shea is going to update anyway. Uh, of course, he is on the six-game injured list. They did say he will be reevaluated in four to six weeks if you're a betting man, and I know you're a betting man, Ty, is he going to be back after those six weeks? They kind of seemed optimistic that that would be about the timeline that he would be able to return. I really hope it is. They're only calling it an upper body injury, of course.
1: Of, of course they are.
0: <laughs> but uh, I hope that Matt Nichols is not uh, done for any longer just mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, the the league needs its best players on the field.
1: it does. Um, The only thing that makes me think it could be longer is that they're very unspecific about what this injury is. Uh, Just calling it upper body. I mean, we know it's a shoulder or it's it's something to do with the arm. Like, it's not a big secret. Um, But if he is healthy in those six weeks and Strevler has struggled and Matt Nichols is able to play, then Yes. Uh, if in those six weeks he's not at 100% and Strevler has been serviceable and maybe won th- kept kept at 500 through those games or maybe maybe four wins and he needs another week, I could see them uh, keeping on there a little longer.
0: So right now on the roster, they have four CFL starts worth of experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is a rough spot to be in I Well they did say they were going to Or they tried to get a hold of Kevin Glenn and he was tempted (laughs) But decided not to come back They have to be bringing another quarterback In at at some point
1: I would think Um, We know Darian Durant isn't going to go Offer him a signing bonus He might (laughs) <laughs> yeah, take the signing bonus and and <laughs> not show up for game time. <laughs> uh, uh, there's uh, there is quarterbacks out there. Whether or not they're a better option than Chris Trevler, i I don't know.
0: Natalia Rogers, an offensive lineman, and Nick Taylor, a defensive back, has been added to the team's practice roster. Taylor recently spent time with the Eskimos, and they've also signed defensive end Alex McAllister, who actually apparently had a great training camp with the Bombers, but they had a lot of talent on the defensive line. So with Craig hurt and Jackson Jeffcoat out, they bring McAllister back to the fold. As for this week's game, Andrew Harris ended up leaving practice on Tuesday. I guess he got nicked up, had a bit of an arm issue, and then, of course, Wednesday's practice was closed and he was made unavailable to the media. Mike O'Shea says that he feels pretty good about Andrew Harris playing tomorrow in Edmonton. But where have we heard that before? (laughs) Oh, my God. The, the Mike O'Shea special would be, you know what, I feel pretty good, and then the depth chart comes out and Johnny Augustine or something crazy is starting at running pack. I think that Andrew Harris will play, but it is definitely a situation to keep your eye on. And if the Bombers go without Andrew Harris, who – you know what, at this point of the season, nobody really is 100%, especially a running back that's touching the ball that much with Strevler mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if they would put Dembski in the backfield or they would roll with Augustine or who they would roll with, but suddenly things look uh, grim in <laughs> Manitoba.
1: Yeah, if Andrew Harris isn't going to if Andrew Harris is unable to play and and you're starting Chris Strevler, uh, you know, losing probably, arguably, your top two offensive players. I mean, without Matt Nichols, his offense is completely different. Uh, and same goes with without Andrew Harris in it. Uh, you know, they'll be hard-pressed, especially against that Edmonton defense right now, uh, to get anything
0: going. Drew Alitarski did not practice on Tuesday as well. Daniel Peterman was practicing in his uh, spot. And you know what? Uh, Peterman's actually been productive at times this season, Two. Uh, yes, we're getting ready for Chris Strevela to make his fifth career start. He started against Edmonton twice last year, the opener and the closer, and lost both games. He's not mm-hmm. in. It's not any easier because the Eskimo defense, I think, is miles better than last year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in his two starts last year, forty-one point two points. So I mean, just he just averages over twenty points fantasy wise. Uh, but the way that Esk's defense is right now, uh, you know, he's basically just lambs to the slaughter at this point.
0: What's the over/under on bomber rushing plays or rushing yards? All of them. <laughs> oh, all, <laughs> all of them. them. <laughs> the entire offense.
1: <laughs> yeah. So whether it, whether it's Dembski on a fly sweep or Strevler on an RPO, Andrew Harris or Johnny Augustine, who ever play, I don't I don't see I don't see Strevler really completing very many passes.
0: So, what's the over under on pass attempts? 16.5.
1: Oh. (laughs) Over because they're going to be
0: losing. Ooh, okay. Break this one down. I think this is a close one. I'm going to mark it on the sheet. Yeah. (laughs) 16.5 pass attempts for Strevler, The Eskimos aren't immune to injuries either. It does look like Calvin McCarty... As as usual. Yeah, it does look like Calvin McCarty, however, is going to make his return to the lineup as he's been added to the active roster. They've also added offensive lineman Eric Lofton and Kyle Saxlid, who was a second-round pick in this year's draft, is going to make his first CFL start. So, (laughs) the Bomber defensive line, when healthy, is very dangerous. The Eskimo offensive line is a little bit banged up right now, mm-hmm. and they're going to have their hands full.
1: And if that's the only way, uh, you know, with Strevler in there, Winnipeg has to shut down the Edmonton offense. Uh, we saw it last week; Harris throw through 420 yards. Uh, and you know, if you can't get to the quarterback, if you can't even touch the quarterback, he's going to do that. Uh, so Winnipeg has to take advantage of a depleted O line. Uh, for Edmonton and and get to Trevor Harris early and and keep getting to him and put the pressure on him make him make mistakes and uh, hope the secondary can can pounce
0: on those. A lot has been said about the Bombers being undefeated at IG Field where there is actually an NFL game today. I gotta say, Aaron Rodgers and that Canadian tuxedo with that sick mustache w- w- was this 1982. Or what was it? Because that that looked awesome. I'm not knocking him, but <laughs> uh,
1: my my dad still wears the Canadian tuxedo every now and then. But
0: with a mustache like that?
1: Uh, no, he, he he shaved it.
0: Oh, he used to have one though.
1: He used to have one. Yeah, nice. Uh, and you know, I used to be pretty. I'm like, oh, how do you wear a jean jacket with jeans? Until I bought a jean jacket. F- and wore it with jeans. I'm like, yeah, th- this is this is legit.
0: <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is doing it at IG Field. By the way, how tiny does that field look? <laughs> oh,
1: it looks like Pop Warner football is going to be playing there.
0: Oh, it's pretty, it's which pretty which funny. which
1: to be honest, it's going to be a bunch of third stringers in the third quarter anyway. So it's basically what it's going to be, and and lots of and lots of commercial breaks.
0: <laughs> the bombers undefeated on home field still. Uh, the Thai Cats undefeated on home field still, but the Eskimos, undefeated at home field still. 4-0, mm-hmm. and oh, it's Canadian Armed Forces Appreciation Night. I ended up making my donation. I'll be picking up my Trevor Harris bobblehead at Commonwealth Stadium before the game. We're going to be having a flyover before the game. Uh, the Bombers <laughs> and Chris Shreveler, I think they're going to be in tough for Friday Night Football. Oh, yeah.
1: It's gonna be a lively crowd um, it and it's just he hasn't shown what he ha- and granted he has he has been the backup he hasn't started a game yet this year uh, but it he does not seem like a quarterback right now that can win you a football game
0: Last week, the uh, Eskimos ended up giving up over 100 rushing yards. Uh, there was Chris Rainey, Brandon Burks, and Bethel Thompson running the ball. And then, actually, Ottawa had some success the week before with John Crockett rushing for 89. So there's been some chinks in the armor as far as rushing goes with uh, against that Eskimo defense. So I think the Bombers and Paul Lapalise they'll have some success doing it, but I don't think this is going to be one of those games where it's 45, 42. No,
1: I, I don't think it's going to be that at all. Uh, if Andrew Harris plays, I mean, he is the Eskimo killer, uh, as, as we've seen in recent years. So, uh, it, there is a chance where he could have, have a big night. I mean, he averages 16 and a half points against Edmonton in his career. Um, that being said i don't see a lot of touchdowns in this game mainly because if Winnipeg does have the ball and they are able to convert first downs they are going to kill clock
0: yep they are yep
1: and and not and leave Edmonton as little time as possible so I, edmonton and edmonton can move the ball don't get me wrong but i just think the the possessions might be a little bit lower or edmonton's possessions could be through the roof because Winnipeg goes two and out uh, I But, yeah, I, I don't see it being 45-43. I, I do see Edmonton, though, winning by
0: 15. 15! Yeah. I'll take that bet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what we're wagering, but I'll take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, home to the Ottawa Red Blacks, first half of a Saturday doubleheader, where the Riders are actually double-digit favorites. I was on the Wood Cookie Sawcast with Rod this week, a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network, so you can check out that podcast and I talked about how things have changed since week 2 where Ottawa <laughs> Ottawa beat the Riders 44-41. The Ottawa offense has gone downhill since then. The Rider defense has gone uphill since then
1: uh-huh.
0: and the rider offense i think has kind of stayed at least uh, consistent since then and it's been a long time since we could say that about a rough rider offense but they have some young exciting players to watch there the riders are three and one at home three and two so far against the east ottawa on the road is actually 2-2. and They have more wins on the road than they do at home, but they've lost six out of their last seven. In Ottawa, Jeff Knox Jr. has been added to the practice roster, so there's another linebacker there. And Mm -hmm. they've made a change at offensive play calling. Joe Pow Pow is now calling the plays for the Ottawa Red Blacks. I bet you if a Red Blacks fan that remembers the Renegades heard this back in 2014 that they would have said not again, this this team is destined to fail again with Joe Powpow Pau at the helm I mean, he's got CFL experience that's about all I can say
1: I, I honestly don't think it matters who calls the plays in Ottawa right now do you know why? Because you don't have Trevor Harris. Because you think you're right in having Dom Davis. You're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were, I knew you were going there.
1: <laughs> but Like, give me a break.
0: At the beginning of the year, when they said they were going to kind of call plays by committee, I think everybody mm-hmm. was like, how the heck is this going to work? And then they beat Calgary and Saskatchewan. Yeah. and, and They look like geniuses. <laughs> but now they've lost six of their last seven, and we're back at the same Same place we were at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, so it is what it is. I I don't know. And, yeah, like you said, you can say he has CFL experience, and that's about it. Um, Everybody, yeah. Man, it's just a – it's such a hard fall for Ottawa right now with, you know – they they start off the year pretty hot, big game that big win against Saskatchewan, put up a lot of points. Dom Davis looks like you know what everybody expected him to be, and they go on this losing skid, uh, you know, and just. It, I thought they I thought they were going to win last week and ruin ruin my weekend, uh, the way that their defense was playing, but the offense just isn't there, and I really don't know if it matters who's who's calling plays. I really don't.
0: There, there's a lot of panic in Ottawa right now uh there lot, should be a lot of it is on uh the fans as well uh they're they're worried about you know what the front office did and or what they didn't do didn't in do the off season you know a lot of people thought that Jonathan Jennings would be able to kind of get back to what he was with the change of scenery, but clearly that hasn't worked out yet.
1: Uh- I was I was one of those. Yeah. I, I didn't think he would get back to where we were talking where he was in the MLP discussion for those 7 weeks a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured he was going to be way better than he'd shown the last 2 years in BC. He almost looks worse. Yep. He, he it, it looks like me playing Madden <laughs> as a rookie.
0: <laughs> Happy feet. Madden 97 when you first picked it up or something.
1: (laughs) No, in 97 was uh, NFL quarterback club on the PS – or on my – N64 played as the Packers out of the shotgun every time because I didn't know how to run the football.
0: Oh, when you had Favre, same play, streak down the sideline?
1: (laughs) No, I I ran my tight end seam. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and let the big man rumble. Who's the tight end then, Donald Driver? Oh, that's – 97, dude, that, that was nine.
0: <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. That's too long. Saskatchewan on their side of the ball. Micah Johnson still isn't practicing as he's dealing with an ankle issue, but kicker Brett Louther and A.C. Leonard have returned to practice this week. Uh, looks like the kicker, they're still not sure if he's going to be starting. Uh Starting this week, but at least he's back on the practice field and getting back, back up to speed. You know, I, I was really worried about Saskatchewan's defensive line when they played Montreal in the Storm game. But those guys, they were making plays. They, they've they got depth there even when Micah Johnson is unable to go.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have A.C. Leonard. Uh, I, I know that he was, he's been out, but when he's healthy, and you still have Charleston Hughes. A friend of the show, Zach Evans, Uh, you know, and then you got guys like uh, Mac Henry,
0: Earl O'Kine.
1: Yeah, right. Like, there's depth there now. Uh, Maybe not to the point where you're going to run a rotation as much, but if somebody does go down mid-game, there's guys there that can hold down the fort for sure.
0: I really think Ottawa's in tough this week. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) William Powell, he he sort of got benched in that game against Ottawa in Week 2. He still is tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns with seven of them. I still don't think we've seen the Ottawa, William Powell, in Saskatchewan too much. I think the best is still to come from William Powell. But I think he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. He is going to want to do a lot better than 11 carries for 45 yards, which he did in week two. Uh,
1: Yeah, you would hope. (laughs) Uh, You know, for for this offense to have success, they have to be able to run the ball. Uh, I know Cody Fajardo can throw and everything, but if you're not going to run the ball uh, with any kind of continuity or any success – uh, it makes it really hard on your quarterback because the defense can just pin their ears back. So uh, Powell needs to have a good game, and like you said, chip on his shoulder. It's his old team. Uh, he, he's hopefully ready to go and ready to put up some big numbers.
0: The over/under for this game is set at forty-nine and a half. Ooh, under. Yeah, and. I, I think I'm leaning that way, too. In the last game, there was 85 points scored. I think this is yeah. a little bit closer to the, to the ugly 16-12 uh, to 12 Ottawa-Edmonton game than it was that 44-41 barn burner.
1: I, I, I see it as like a 28-10. I, I think Saskatchewan's going to be able to put up the points, but I don't think Ottawa's going to be able to this time.
0: Do so you think the rider cover, Riders cover that 10-point spread? Oh, yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. I like it. <laughs>
1: are you a gambling man now? Am I? Am I turning you to the dark side?
0: <laughs> I, I'm not quite to the dark side like you. I'm more of a Twitter. Where where, where, where it will legitimately ruin a day for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Ever since I bet on Kenny Stafford, <laughs> I just have a massive grudge. Just that against really soured
1: him. you on it, and now he's on my it team. Just, yeah. You should have a you should have a grudge against uh the O C or the quarterback in Edmonton, not Kenny Stafford.
0: Yeah. He yeah, had three he targets, just three catches. <laughs> so, I mean, he did his part. Yeah, he did. Uh, this episode of Two and Out is brought to you in part by the Alberta Blue Cross Wellness Summit. It's a day to explore fresh perspectives and practices around wellness at work. Here's what Linda Crawford of the Alberta Blue Cross had to say about the summit. You know, Alberta Blue
1: Cross really wants to support people. We truly, truly are moving the needle in a way that we want to make an impact. And so, you know, coming to even a first ever event is always fun. You can always now be able to say, hey, I was at that event. And our intention is to really leverage and scale this on an annual basis. So why not come and be that first pioneer and leader that raises their hand and says, you know what? This sounds fantastic. I want to be part of this movement, the energy that's going to happen there. Sign me up.
0: It's all happening October 10th at the Renaissance Edmonton Airport Hotel. You can sign up at the Wellness Summit CA. Second half of that uh, Saturday night doubleheader is the Hamilton Tiger Cats going to BC? The Ticats Cats are three-point favorites, and these two teams did play in Week Eight with a close game, thirty-five, thirty-four for the Tiger We're not
1: talking about it.
0: <laughs> Where you bet on? See, I have a grudge against <laughs> Kenny Stafford. Do you have a? Who do you have a grudge against in that one? Al Bradbury. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's 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 not even a question.
0: <laughs> Hamilton is two and one since Dane Evans has taken over. The BC Lions have actually they don't have to worry about it this week. They haven't beaten a Western opponent this year. <laughs> Hopefully, they can have some success against an Eastern team. Let's talk about the Tiger Cats where Adrian Tracy. Has been able to practice this week. He was banged up in last week's game, but it looks like he might be good to go. Teddy Laurent, not on the field, though. And that is massive for the middle of the Ticats' D-line.
1: That That is a big loss. Uh, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> uh, that, is, that is a big loss for the D-line in Hamilton. Uh, especially with the resurgence that we've seen from John White. Yeah. Uh and even uh, well, maybe not. Maybe Rutley is more on their returns, and and Lankford and uh, Shakir Ryan and whoever is going to return for them this week is nobody really knows week to week it seems. Uh, but the resurgence of John White uh, with Ted LaRot out uh, is there's a chance there for some big numbers.
0: Nikola Kalinic is set to make his return to the lineup, and offensive lineman Riker Matthews was back at practice after missing last week's Ottawa game. As for BC, they have signed Jonathan Newsom to the practice roster, who most recently was with Ottawa, and they had some trouble at Wednesday's practice with offensive lineman Hunter Stewart leaving limping.
1: That's exactly what BC needs is more offensive linemen to go down.
0: Another veteran offensive lineman to get hurt. I mean, oh my god, it, it's just been rough, and yep. <laughs> it, there, there's no other way to put it. Uh, catastrophic at this point.
1: Do you, do you get it? Do you get it? Did you catastrophic. get it? Catastrophic. Cat is struck as their Oh my
0: god. <laughs> that is the ultimate <laughs> groaner. Uh,
1: <laughs> you, you, I'm not even do, a, I'm not even a dad. Do you have any kids we don't know about? <laughs> I'm not. 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 If we do, it's news to me.
0: <laughs> uh, there was some interesting off the field news from the Lions with their president Rick Lalisher telling us mm-hmm. that David Braley said at the beginning of the year he's actually ready to sell the team, and there was a thought that he's not ready. But he needs to be ready, and there was a, there was talk of some uh, local groups uh, kind of wanting to get you know about twenty businesses and make the team locally owned and get them more ingrained in the community and get Vancouver to care again. But this the sale of the Lions is a lot more under the radar than mm. say Montreal.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like that that
1: model works in a ju- for a junior A franchise.
0: Well, I mean the Bombers, Eskimos and Riders are all community owned. Community owned. And yes. I mean, it's not the same model as, you know, what's being proposed no. in BC, but those are three of maybe yeah. the most the most successful yeah, I know yeah. the Stampeders are, aren't um, under that, and they're successful, but the fan yeah. bases in Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Regina yeah. are second to none.
1: Uh, show, show that it can work, and you yeah. have to have the crowd support. Um, right. I, I will say this. Without David Braley, I don't know where the CFL would be right now.
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, we he, we can all thank Braley and uh, the Wettenhalls.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, he owned – Two franchises at one point.
0: The Braley Bowl, Toronto, BC. At,
1: at the <laughs> same time.
0: That's wild.
1: Right? Um, if, if he is ready to sell and, you know, the president makes it sound like that's what they want to do and, and if they want to go with the, the community-owned and go with, it, like, the 20 business proposal or whatever it is, um, they're going to need to get butts in the seats. Yep because uh, you can only hemorrhage money for so long uh, before it's just you can't do it anymore uh, it's not it's this isn't a startup you you can't you can't lose money for two years you know and and then you know you have your inflection point and start making money you need to make money uh, to keep your doors open on your own business if you're gonna be an owner uh, if your biz- if a business is gonna put the money in there they can't they can't overextend themselves, and then because then you're going to lose, you're going to lose uh, shareholders, and it's going to go downhill.
0: Yeah, a lot of people just saying that this team needs to go in a new direction. They need a presence from an owner. And uh, Braley, he's done a lot for this league. He loves this league clearly, but uh, I mean, if it's time do, to go, do you think? It's time to go. Do you
1: think Louis Passeglia's got the money?
0: Because <laughs> that would know. be unreal. I don't know. You'd think that the you know the team president's got a lot of stuff to do, but Louis on the sideline every week. Come on, who wouldn't like that? I, I would have season tickets <laughs> in Vancouver, one hundred percent.
1: If they bring Louis back, I am all in. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, why isn't he a special teams <laughs> coordinator or something? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can you imagine? <laughs> touchdown Atlantic is Sunday in Moncton, New Brunswick. Both the Owls and the Argos have played in touchdown Atlantic games. They both lost. Uh, the Argos actually do not have a rushing touchdown, at least from a running back this season. Okay, I was going to say. Does it happen this week?
1: Uh, mm, yes.
0: Who gets it? I guess uh I mean Wilder is an option, but Rainey, Burks. Uh Burks. Yeah, I would uh I, I want to see him still uh getting the ball this week. But and
1: there, there there will be a kick return touchdown this week.
0: There will be one this week. We won't have a two-week streak without one. Nope. Remember uh,
1: when I got that right last week? Not a big deal. You did. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I went 4-0. and Remember that, too?
0: That was good. Shut up. No. <laughs> if we're talking what happened on this podcast, you did not go 4-0. and
1: <laughs> No, that's fair. But then once the depth chart came out, I changed my pick And so the actual record is 4-0 in our group.
0: All right. Well done.
1: And and my Bet365 account.
0: <laughs> what is with Corey Chamberlain and drama in his teams? Um, what's with Corey Chamberlain
1: and losing
0: <laughs>
1: on his teams?
0: <laughs> Man, uh, this whole James Wilder <laughs> thing, I think it ends with him getting released.
1: 100%.
0: I, I guess he had a meeting with... Uh, Jim Pop and Corey Chamberlain. I mean, I guess they wanted him to play special teams. Ended up going with uh, Toby Antigua on specials last week. There's another guy who was an impact player in Saskatchewan and just invisible so far in, in Toronto. I don't think they really know how to use him, to be honest, because he was just used everywhere uh, in the Chris Jones defense. But James Wilder just... It, it hasn't been good. He hasn't been productive. So, there's... Wh- why would they put him back in there? That's just a f- bad football move. Uh, Because they've
1: paid him. There's that. I mean, the signing bonus would be the only thing. I could think maybe... like The season's pretty much over. Well, maybe not. They're in the East. Uh, but... And they haven't yeah. played
0: Eastern teams yet.
1: That's uh, right. So that's this whole season thing. could turn around, and they could host the East Semi. <laughs> that,
0: that is not out of the. They've played right. one East Division game.
1: <laughs> oh man, this see like whoever made this schedule looked at it and like, you know what? Let's give Toronto a real good run on the back end and hope they can squeeze in. And they could. <laughs> they get they some key wins, could. and
0: they're back in it.
1: Because. We know we know they're going to finish ahead of BC, or at least tied. Right, I would think. (laughs) I mean the way it's going, Uh, they only got to be better than the they only got to tie the fourth place team, which is going to be a pretty big battle. I think for them, like an uphill battle for them to get to tie tied with that fourth place team in the West, but with if they're going to play Ottawa and And Montreal, to a point, I mean these they always seem to play pretty decent games, uh you know the only ones that worry me are Hamilton, but without dan where with Dane Evans starting, I mean Toronto has a fighting chance, and they play him back to back here coming up in two weeks, so right uh, but they could de- they could definitely turn the season around but as, as for Wilder i mean if if he's not performing i I honestly don't see why he'd put him in either
0: well is it is it that a veterans contract gets guaranteed after ten games?
1: That could have that could have a lot to do with it.
0: And I think that's what the rule used to be, but he's <clears throat> only played. Well, there's only been eight games, so yeah,
1: and he's only played five.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it matters games that he's actually played in or that the, that the or team, team has games. played, but yeah. uh, there's still a couple more weeks, and I, I wouldn't be shocked to see mm-hmm. him uh, him available there.
1: I mean, I mean, Burks and Chris Rainey have proven that they can. They can do just as well, if not better, than what James Wilder Jr. has provided this year. So,
0: yeah, Ever since that second half of 2017 when Wilder just exploded onto the scene, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that same uh, production. They've also hired Jonathan Crompton as their quarterback c- coach while firing their receivers coach, Wendell Avery. Crompton has ties to Jim Pott from his time in Montreal. He still hasn't grown the hair back, so I don't know how good of a QB coach he's going to make.
1: What a turncoat.
0: <laughs> so they, they brought in more minds to talk about the offense. As for defense, Kevin Fogg is set to make his return to the lineup after m- missing two games. Guy can make plays. He did it in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And gives
1: you another returning option if need be.
0: Absolutely. And Davon mm-hmm. Coleman is set to make... His debut. I saved it for last, Tyrell. Yay! Let's talk about Montreal. Do we need Do we a have moment to? of silence?
1: Can you play some Enya? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we can't for copyright reasons. But uh, yes. who can see <laughs> Okay, road no, stop, goes? stop, stop, stop,
1: stop, <laughs> stop. I'm good. That might That might just make it worse.
0: <laughs> it appears that Taylor Loeffler is a torn ACL and is done for the year. Let me get uh, your text message that you sent me. Just tell me oh, how you're th- feeling. This will go
1: over well. <laughs> um, upset. I'm not mad. Just disappointed.
0: Well it said. Excuse me while I jump <sighs> off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the good news, if there is any, is that it's his left knee. In uh, in college, he had problems with his, his right, right knee, and uh-huh. if he stayed healthy, I mean, the kid might be he might be in the NFL. I don't know, but it did uh, derail his NCAA promises, at least. Uh, it looks like Bo Lacombo is going to play safety so they don't have to change the ratio at all. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a Bo Lacumbo expert from his time in BC. I don't know if he has played safety in the CFL, so that is going to be an interesting experiment for the Alouettes.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, Loeffler, uh, maybe the tackle numbers and everything isn't there this year as to what it has been. He has missed a couple games, uh, but when he's in the lineup – uh, he makes a difference especially at the line of scrimmage uh he's he pinches down a lot makes a lot of stops there but but you can also burn him like don't don't get me wrong like he can get thrown over the top a lot um but just knowing he's out there and how hard of a hitter he is uh receivers and running backs alike have to keep that in mind when they're carrying the football and now and now with him gone it I don't know it, it's going to be a little bit of a change of pace for the with the combo in there, but, uh, it's just, you know, as the president of the unofficial Taylor Lofford fan club, it's kind of a big blow.
0: That's a, that's a bummer for a free agent signing in, uh, his first year mm-hmm. in, uh, in Montreal. It, it just feels now, I don't know how, how much it's going to affect the defense, but they, They've been really coming together and putting together some nice games. But this is a this is a weird thing because you remember back in June, it was rumored that Taylor Loeffler had torn his ACL. And he'd been playing all season long. So I don't know if he was playing through pain, his knee wasn't 100%, and then it finally just gave out all the way.
1: Like Zach Hyman playing five games with a torn up knee, and then wonder, and then the Toronto Maple Leafs wondering why he wasn't as good. Yeah,
0: so something, something was bothering his knee mm-hmm. throughout the season, and now we know what it is. It, it, it definitely sucks to see. Uh, they have yeah. signed Shaq Murray Lawrence to their practice roster. I think I saw on Twitter it's the third time within a year that they've brought in. <laughs> brought him to their team, and they have released defensive back Koshi Mwamba. I really hope that fans in Moncton get a show from Montreal and Toronto. It was looking grim at the beginning of the year as far as the Argos go, but I think they're able to move the ball, and the Vernon Adams show has arrived as well, so he should be able to put on a show for of for of those fans in Moncton, and I know there are fans from all over Canada. So if you're going to touchdown Atlanta, good on you. Not not only
1: Vernon Adams Jr., but I mean McLeod Bethel Thompson has put up passes. Oh, yeah. They just haven't scored, right? So if, I mean, it could. It, like, the, both these quarterbacks can can move the ball, and both these offenses can. And, and you know, I don't know if the finish is quite there for for Toronto, uh, but I mean, it should still be pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, the the both teams just need to, well, the Argos anyway, need to finish drives. And it'll be interesting to see with Bo LaCombo playing safety, if he does start there, if that creates some room deep for uh, Darrell Walker or Imani Edwards.
1: Well, and if there is room deep, maybe they draw a little more coverage and opens things up uh, underneath for SJ Green and, and a little yak.
0: Oh, absolutely. Who do you have winning this week?
1: I have Edmonton, Saskatchewan. I'm skipping that game. Uh, (laughs) Montreal. Uh, Hamilton, Friday noon, Saturday night. BC. BC can't burn me twice, but I'm taking Hamilton.
0: Wow. Okay, so I got Edmonton, Saskatchewan. I'm actually going to go BC here i uh I could see them stealing it's always tough for teams traveling. three hour different
1: here. yeah that that's my thought too, but when is Hamilton gonna go is the next question
0: yeah yeah i, I gotta take the lions and then uh I think I'm going to take the owls too wouldn't shock me if the uh whatever the'cause if the Argos finished drives last week, it's a lot closer against Edmonton. And if they're Montreal's defense playing well, too, if they can uh, finish drives this week, it might be a a closer game than everybody kind of looks at on the surface. Montreal is five and a half point favorites uh, Sunday in Moncton. What's your fantasy lineup looking like?
1: Uh, I have Cody Fajardo, William Powell, Jeremiah Johnson, Shaq Evans, Quan Bray, uh, Wineke, and the Al's D. So I'm loading up on teams that play real bad
0: defenses this week. (laughs) <laughs> much my- like i did last week so right now of course this is subject to change <laughs> i've got vernon adams jr as my quarterback cam marshall mm-hmm. as my uh one running back brandon burks is my second running back and then i've paired Devier posey with vernon adams uh, shaq evans coming off the bye against ottawa I've actually got Stefan Logan in my flex right now. I'm probably going to ch- change that around, but the Riders have given up some returns this year. It is kind of mm-hmm. a, a gamble, but I, I wanted the Rough Rider defense against Dom um, Davis, and that was fifty six hundred dollars. So
1: And I wanted the Al's D because I assume that they're gonna hold Toronto to field goals.
0: Yeah, so I have fifty one dollars left. What did you have left? Uh like
1: 300
0: not as good as last
1: week obviously I mean, <laughs> doesn't that make you squirrely 248
0: okay that's not too bad
1: no it's 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 within reason
0: as for the Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge I am against uh, Ryan from C- Canada Football Countdown and you are actually against Ryan from Horseman Radio So, Uh, uh, yes, I'm six and four, and you're five and five. So, who's chirping who again? I didn't lose to Andrew. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) you're oh man, (laughs) hey, I'm still ahead of you in the standings. So, Eh, I'll just get a
1: higher draft pick, it's fine. Oh wait, that's not how this works. I better start. I better start trying.
0: <laughs> Who are uh, the guys that you're you're looking at this week? Is top three in each position?
1: Um, well, Dom Davis and Cody Fajardo. They've only started the one game uh, against each of each other's teams, respectively. But I mean, Dom Davis put up thirty and a half. Fajardo twenty nine point four. I don't expect uh, those numbers again. Uh, maybe from yeah. Fajardo. Uh, Mike Riley at 21.8, was third for quarterbacks. Andrew Harris, William Powell, just over, just around 16.5. Uh, C.J. Gable at 14.7. And Lucky Whitehead is the leading receiver at 34.3. That's one game, small sample size. Uh, Darrell Walker, 20.8. And Kyron Moore,
0: 17.8. All right. If you need any tickets for CFL games this weekend, I mean – Next weekend's Labor Day already, so uh, head to SeatGiant.ca. Canadian owned and operated. All of the tickets there are in Canadian dollars, so I mean that's a plus. You don't get screwed on your credit Mm -hmm. card when you figure it out. It's uh, it's American dollars, unless
1: unless you're buying tickets for the NFL preseason game, because then you're still getting screwed.
0: (laughs) But if you use the promo code APN, you're going to save five percent and still support the. Uh, Alberta Podcast Network in the process uh promo code apn at seatgiant.ca yes we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB we got another brand new podcast to the network Anti-culture, hosted by Josiah Senan, it's a cultural podcast that seeks to reestablish the North American concept of culture by focusing on the stories of unique individuals around us. I love the idea of that, you know, and over the last week and you want to talk culture, Woodstock 69 had the 50th anniversary and I watched some documentaries on that. That will never happen again. They, they tried it in
1: 99, and it was a disaster.
0: Well, they did it in 94, and then they did it again in 99, and yeah.
1: My cousin was at the one in 99. Really? Uh, yeah, and literally watched people fall over with no medical aid because it was so hot and there was no water.
0: Wow. That is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a complete planning fail.
0: I mean, the first one was too. It's just people were way nicer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, they were hot. They were like they weren't doing uh, hard drugs. It was just marijuana.
0: Yeah, they they were mellower drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Um. I was gonna say you mentioned Labor Day weekend coming up, which also means two and out road trip. Yes. So I mean, what are we gonna get get do, do when we're in ready. Regina? Um. Probably go to the casino.
0: <laughs> well, I want some Milky Way ice cream. I don't know what that is. Well, it's an ice cream stand in Regina, in Victoria. Oh, I thought it was
1: like ice cream with like like a Milky Way flavor.
0: We do have to go Elephant. to the Elephant Stone Dairy Queen as well.
1: Yes, we do. I Did you just called Elephant Stone.
0: <laughs> no, Elephant Stone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like gravy, but I want some Coney Island poutine. Like, you do realize we're only there for, like, a day and a half. Dude, when I was in Montreal, I made a goal, and I was there for, like, five hours to get smoked meat, bagels, and poutine. I couldn't move by the end of the day.
1: Just think about who you're going with. You're going to be doing a lot of this stuff alone, because I'm going to be too hungover. (laughs) Unless we leave... Unless we leave really early Saturday and get a bunch of stuff done while we can <laughs> before before the uh, booze hits,
0: can we at least go to FUD Records in Saskatoon on the way? Uh, duh! Yes!
1: <laughs> if you if you think if you think I'm driving through Saskatoon and not hitting fifty balls at the batting cages, you got another thing coming. <laughs>
0: We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. Check out all the great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We will talk to you Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.